She just wants to flirt, so I flirt right back I just put in work, yeah, I work like that Got me falling and it hurts, yeah, it hurts so bad Falling and it's worth everything I have If you're capable of loving so deeply like I am Where you just, you know it is what it is, and it hurts like hell when it doesn't work, and it's whatever. Imagine how good it will be once we're physically together. I'm so excited for that. And then, if we fight like we fight, fought for all the wrong ones, if we fight like that, plus some for this one, it's a shoo-in. It is. It's, you know, that's one thing that I always wanted to find was someone who wanted to fight you know, not just for me, but, but with me, like not, not, you know, not against don't, don't get me wrong. But when I say with, I mean like standing side by side, yes. like fighting together for the relationship. Um, there's, there's this song. I don't know if I ever sent it to you, but it's by um, uh, Halsey and Marshmallow. It's called be kind. And um, there was a part in the song and the first time I heard it, it just, it brought me to tears and it said something to the effect of if you're going to fight, then do it for me. Mm -hmm. And the song, it sounds as though it was pertaining to a, a relationship where um, the, the woman was being cheated on and lied to and uh, possibly even abused. And, um, you know, it says, oh, let me see if I can find the chorus. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure that we can at least recite the chorus, just not play it. Lyrics, be kind, Halsey. Okay. Um, okay. This, okay. This right here. I'll just I'll just read these. I'll read this out here. I'm pretty sure it should be okay. Um, but the song for anybody who has never heard it, it's by Halsey and Marshmallow. It's called "Be Kind." Now check this out, Lori. Mm -hmm. um, the song goes, "Want to believe? Want to believe that you don't have a bad bone in your body, but the bruises on your ego make you go wild, wild, wild." Yeah. Want to believe, want to believe that even when you're stone cold, you're sorry. Tell me why you got to be so out of your mind. Um, and then it says, I, I know you're choking on your fears. Um, already told you I'm right here. I will stay by your side every night. Um, I don't know why you hide from the one and close your eyes to the one. Mess up and lie to the one that you love. When you know you can cry to the one, always confide in the one. You can be kind to the one that you love. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, let me see if I can expand this. Uh, here we are. Here it is. This is the part that I was talking about. The, the next uh, stanza, it goes, I know you need, I know you need the upper hand, even when we aren't fighting, because in the past you had to prepare every time uh, don't want to leave, don't want to leave, but if you're going to fight, then do it for me. I know you're built to love, but broken now, so just try. But uh, just one moment.
Okay. So, but it, you know, that, that part, if you're going to fight, then do it for me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's the thing, like reading those words, it's like, those are the kind of relationships we've had. Like the people, it seems for both of us were stone cold. They didn't care about the way that we felt. There was no sense of empathy in spite of the fact that we invested so much time and so much energy and so much love. And by the time that those relationships were ended and we realized, oh crap, that's not who they acted like they were. They already messed us up. <laughs> well, I mean, I think everybody to a certain point can, I guess, relate to that. Because I think everybody has, I'm not sure if it's narcissistic tendency. You know what I mean? Like everybody kind of mm -hmm. is capable of it. Everybody. Oh, yeah is whatever and that's kind of why i said earlier about you know people that are just looking out for number one mm -hmm. and everything else and at, at the end of the day i mean we are here just for ourselves so i guess in a way that is that way i don't know but there's a definite difference and then you actually become thinking like if you're in a real intense relationship where the mind games are so intense mm -hmm. you actually believe that you're the cause of the problem you're the reason why it happened. You're the reason why all this other shit happened. And they could probably convince you that you're also the reason why there's a war and everything else, <laughs> you know, that you're behind all that. That's, that's the thing right there though, is typically we don't start believing those things until they've put it into our heads that, that we are, mm -hmm. we are the cause. Um, you know, they'll, they'll generally say, well, we wouldn't get into these fights all the time if it wasn't for you talking about your feelings or, you know, so it's, it, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily that we of ourselves believe it as much as it is that it's constantly put in our heads that we're the problem. You know, back in December, I was sitting there and I really had to think this is back before when uh, things were still kind of everywhere and whatever. And uh, there was lots of issues with my ex and a lot of miscommunication and stuff. <laughs> a lot of bad stuff was going on at the same time. And after it all happened and you sat back and looked back at it and like you sit there and say to yourself, that was kind of fucked. <laughs> like how everything happened, but everything didn't happen, but it was meant to not happen at that particular t time. Like the text messages that he never got like the you know everything that just kind of stuff like that like he didn't get it how many did i send he never got any with them not even one and then there was another situation with something else i can't remember what it was now but there's like three or four different things like that that didn't happen but had to not happen to get to where we are now right right if that makes sense i don't know no, it does it does because if if one thing was out of place they could have been a totally different outcome. Every every stepping stone had to be put in place the way that it was by fate or or whatever you want to call it for things to get to the point at which they were. And, you know, I mean, all through all of this, I mean, I wish I would have met you a heck of a lot sooner in my life. Me too. Um, but, I mean, I'm happy to have met you now. You know, I'm only 40. Exactly. And, and we have now... And we, we have this time to build and, you know, 
I'm, I'm not too crazy about the fact we chose to do this in the middle of a freaking pandemic, but like, you know, <laughs> it, it wasn't, it wasn't anything planned, you know, like, like I wasn't sitting back there, sitting there at 19, like, yeah, when I'm 36, I'm going to fall in love with this really awesome, beautiful lady in the middle of a worldwide pandemic when the world's going crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that's. <clears throat> <clears throat> <coughs> that's what we should be saying sorry no you're fine you know but but it's where we find ourselves and you know we i just i look forward to every day of this journey together up you know up until and after the point when we get to meet in person and we get to go forward from there and you know I mean, doing everything that we do together, talking on the phone, doing the shows together, doing the podcasts together, just learning together. You know, um, just every day of it, it just, I, I know my devotion grows. Not that I wasn't, you know, less devoted, but I'm more devoted than I was before. Like, <coughs> you know, when I say I'm not going anywhere, I... I mean it. I'm not going anywhere. And I just, I can't wait for the day when I get to, you know, as, as weird as it sounds, like I get to smell your scent, like your perfume. I get to, you know, feel your hair and, you know, your face and hear you breathe and put my arms around you. And I mean, I think about those things on a regular basis mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, um, I just look forward to the day when either I get a, get a text from you. Okay. I'm over at terminal number, whatever, or I message you like I'm on the way, you know? Oh, I totally understand. And I can't wait until we can physically be in each other's presence and, uh, start this chapter physically exactly. exactly but i mean i don't know i think a lot of times too we have to sit back and think like okay i know that history's repeated itself several times in my case and i've always seemed to go for the wrong people now of Me course too. nobody really knows 110 percent that Me. this relationship's going to be the one this one's going to work this i mean i'm going to do everything to make sure it does but mm -hmm. I mean, we don't know because nobody knows what the future is going to hold. Right. So how do you stop yourself from getting back? Like, how do you know when you're in the beginning part of relationships like this? How do you know that the person is real, that this person is legit, what they say is true, and they're not fucking you over like the last 10 people did? You know what I mean? Like, how do you know? Like, okay, so how do you determine that the person that you're in love with is in love with you? And not just in love with the fact that there wouldn't be alone anymore, or, or they wouldn't. Um, basically, they're settling just because. Does that make sense? It does. <clears throat> yeah. Terminology. I no, it, it it does. I mean, because I I I do believe that I've settled in the past, but um, I think that a part of it is is, you know. <sighs> The hard part is, is not necessarily that you're trying to 
pick through everything with a fine tooth comb, but looking for the red flags in the relationship um, as, as it builds, like, does this person seem like they would be an unfaithful person? Are they not devoting time and energy into the relationship? You know, within reasonable means, I'm not talking like, you know, oh, they need to be on the phone 24 seven. Oh, that this, this and that, you know. So on, okay. So honestly, when we're not talking on the phone and mm-hmm. I'll give you an honest answer, what are you honestly thinking I'm doing when we're not talking? Working on your videos and working on the Sims or spending three hours trying to deal with PayPal issues. <laughs> yeah. That pissed me off. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I wanted you know? a cheeseburger. That's all I wanted. I just wanted a cheeseburger. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't see you as being an unfaithful person. Um, you know, one, one thing about me is this, and, and none of my exes could say otherwise is that I never, ever, ever did anything with anybody else until I knew that that was a dead relationship, that it wasn't going to be, there was no future in it. There was no, like with my last ex, Mm -hmm. I think that I knew it was over. And what I should have done was, is I should have let it be over when it was over. I should have been like, okay, yeah, no, you left me, you know, you fucker, you left me. Like, wait, you can't, you can't just smooth this one over because you left me for your wife after you left her for me. Mm -hmm. You left me for her and you moved back across the country. That's not just something little. No, people don't make big moves like that on a whim. Know, and then to sit there and say that you made a mistake, to sit there and say that you know you shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have done that, to pull on my heartstrings any way you could possibly pull on them, like mm-hmm. it's not fair. And still doing it to this day, like you know, still saying comments and making comments and everything else, making sure that he's there in my mind all the time. It's almost mm-hmm. like he's trying. That's what he's trying to do, and it wears a person down and I never ever thought, wait, maybe he's with me because of sex. Maybe that's really why he's with me. And it turned out that that's what he said. The reason why he was here was for sex mm-hmm. and that because his wife wouldn't put out. Um, Shame on him. <laughs> exactly. Like I was, he said he was just kidding now when he says anything about it, but really you were kidding. Why would you say it in the first place? Yeah, that's, that's not, you know, that's one of those masking techniques. They'll, you know, they'll say something and they'll say, Oh, I was just joking. I didn't mean it that way. Why are you taking it? You know, then it goes back to you. Why are you taking it that way? You know, exactly. You know, and I know this is all kind of like, kind of all over the place or talking here, but I'm hoping to get a couple episodes out of this. That is okay. That's okay. You know, um, you know, I, <clears throat> when it, when it came to relationships for me, I didn't, I, I didn't enter any relationship in which I didn't intend on being committed. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't typically the kind of person who dated around and things. I was more serious minded. And some people have told me, well, you missed out a lot on a lot of fun in life. Well, maybe, I don't know, but I wasn't looking for the fun. I I wanted someone to grow with, 
you know, someone who mm -hmm. wanted someone who wanted me as deeply as I wanted her. And someone who loved me as deeply, not, not, not the same because, you know, we're all different. We're all unique, but as deeply, you know, it's something that was reciprocal and, you know, someone who wanted to spend time with me, someone who wanted to, you know, show that mutual, you know, affection and things like that. And like someone who I wouldn't always have to initiate a kiss with someone who I wouldn't have to ask to hold hands. They would just want to. I mean, I don't know, you know, when you sit there and say that, I'm sitting there thinking, hmm. You know, there's lots of times when I was with my exes that I didn't want to hold their hand or I didn't want to do this and I didn't want to do that. But then I was sitting there thinking like, but there was a difference. When I got to that point with them, it was already when the relationship was over. Mm -hmm. We were just holding on for some stupid reason <laughs> or another, like, because we were afraid to let go, I guess is more or less what it was. Um, and, I, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go. No, no go ahead. Go ahead. Speak. I, I was just going to say, you know, when it, when it gets to that point, it's like, it's, it's done, you know? And, the wrong people can cause it to downward spiral to that point very quickly. And, you know, the way, the way that is as much as, as much as, you know, we're the type of people who try to hold on and try to hold on and try to fight for things. The more that we get mistreated, the more, the, the harder we get toward things. <clears throat> and we start to build this wall and, <clears throat> you know, and the thing is, is it, it, to build something strong like that, it takes two. Like uh, out on Twitter, for instance, today, <clears throat> there's though I don't um, though I don't claim it anymore, and I don't attend church and things like that. You know, I spent a lot of time in church environments and stuff. And there was this um, there's a woman who gives these seminars and things about sex and marriage, and there are these uh, evangelical. Uh, authors who have written these books and one of them was um they, they were using the survey and they they came up with these really ridic ridiculous statistics in which um you know it, it it was it was aimed at women because in a lot of the church environments they blame women for everything oh well the reason you know the reason that the guy you know couldn't withhold himself from uh sex with her is because of the way she was dressed you know and things like that and this survey, they, they had this ridiculous data and it was the way that they asked the questions. And when it comes to statistics, statistics um, can be a very helpful thing or it can be a very harmful thing, depending on the way that the questions are asked because statistics are generated based on answers to questions a lot of ways. And mm -hmm. this thing, it was talking about boys and how if they're making out, it was, it was something to detract uh, couples from making out or doing anything like that before marriage. And basically what it was saying was, is that uh, blah, blah, blah percent. It was a high number. I don't have the specific number on hand, but blah, blah, blah percent of, of um, males say that in, unless the female stops them during making out, they can't control themselves. That the male can't. The male can't. They, they blame it on the woman. 
And so they, they essentially what they're telling these women is that, well, the reason that this happened is because you didn't tell them to stop. Just a second. Yes, Adam. Daddy, so this here is a crystal. Yeah, that, that is a crystal. But you might have to sell it for money. Probably not. Why? Because, but we're still recording. Okay, bye. Love you. Okay. So they use these numbers. And I mean, in some of these books by evangelical authors, they state that a woman shouldn't withhold sex from her husband, regardless of the circumstances in the marriage. And they essentially put the blame on the woman when the marriage goes sour. And they, one of the first things that some evangelical counselors will ask is, well, how often do you have sex? Well, okay. My, well, this is one thing I want to say about that. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. Go ahead. One thing I do want to say about that is, is that the, I mean, I I've heard that a lot. Like you know, people saying that so and so won't have sex and all this other kind of stuff. And I do agree that sex is an important part of a relationship. That you need to have that physical connection as well mm -hmm. as the emotional one. But also too, the the same people that say that, and I've had exes say that to me that I withhold sex or I would do whatever. But they also weren't in my body knowing what my body felt. Mm -hmm. Now, the average woman <laughs> has really crappy shit happening to them every month. <laughs> every month, the same thing. Sometimes very violent. Violent, the pain can be so bad that you just, yeah. So, no, we don't think about sex during those times. Mm -hmm. No, we not. that's the furthest thing from our minds <laughs> you know like i mean there's a time and place and that's not the time and that's definitely not the place but you know the thing is, is that i think guys have to understand that that women have a lot of you know things that go on with their bodies just from mm -hmm. month to month and no we don't feel pretty lots of times you <laughs> know we feel bloated we feel like this we feel like that we feel whatever and you know it's just all part of it and i think that uh you know like when women would say they have a headache or this or that or whatever see in my case it would be the truth <laughs> honey i have a headache mm -hmm. i can't no honey i can't no you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. I, guess I have a permanent one it's been around for quite a while it's never leaving it's 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 my friend mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.